to, right? And, and <laughs> you have to deal with people. So there's another example there, like go into something else. Um, so I don't mean to, to uh, crap on motivational quotes like that because um, I like big thinkers and I like people think outside the box. I think you have to play to your strengths. You have to know what you're good at. What you're passionate about, that's another thing that's cliche, follow your passion. But if you're passionate about something, it's not going to feel like work. You're not going to feel bad if you're staying in on a Saturday night while all your friends are going out because it's not going to feel like work. And that's why it's so important to choose something that you're actually passionate about. You'll have the motivation to carry on through the stumbles and the pitfalls and everything else because you This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Thank you so much for listening to Scratch Your Own Itch, by the way. Um, I know you can be listening to any other show, but you decided to listen to this one, which means the world to me. And um, hit that subscribe button for me, too, because you don't want to miss another episode. Um, And, you know, just full transparency, I'm not doing this with my normal microphone. I'm doing these with headphones that are Bluetooth. And and really just I want to show you that it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to hit publish and get it out there and scratch your own itch. Um, if you're thinking about it every single day, there's no reason to get that anxiety of just thinking about it. Go with it. And it kind of falls into the theme of of, of uh, what this interview is going to be about with Mark Mowinney. Uh If you're thinking about who Mark Mowinney is, like, oh, I'm excited for you to meet him. Uh, he's a lifelong entrepreneur who helps coaches get more clients without paid advertising like what without paid advertising listen closely to that organic reach he's achieved so much with his programs and not only programs for himself but his clients programs he's known as the coach's coach he's been a speaker at events like social media marketing world frequently makes media appearances and contributes to entrepreneur.com so please please check him out at naturalborncoaches.com I'll throw in the link below. Of course, you can just do a finger tap and be forwarded over to that. But give a huge warm welcome to the one and only Mark Mullaney. Hey, Logan. Hey, Mark, man. Thanks uh, Thanks for doing a second second interview with me since the first one 
I lost and, um, you know. That happens. Um, I would be lying if I'd say that has never happened in my podcasting life. So sometimes the podcasting gods like to test hosts just to see how serious they are. So they'll do funny little things like that. Just make sure you're serious. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Oh, dude, it's so true. It's so true. So um, I want to ask you the first question off the bat, man, is uh, what do you think is the single most valuable message that you would like to share from your learning experiences of being a coach? Well, I mean, you uh, gave a great one right at the beginning there where you talked about just creating and not being a perfectionist and not hesitating because you don't have perfect microphones or there's a little bit of background noise, you're in the coffee shop or whatever, who cares? If you're able to help people with your message, don't overthink it. And it drives me nuts. Uh, whenever I'm working with a client who's a perfectionist, I do my best to beat it out of them. <laughs> which sounds bad, but I, I just, um, it, we're not going to get along well if they have to overthink everything. If it takes them six months to do something, it should take six hours. It's not going to work. So uh, I love what you said at the beginning here where, hey, just do it. Stop overthinking it. Just get out there and take action. Oh, man, I love that, dude. Hi. <laughs> oh, bro, bro, virtual hug all the way with that because it's just so true, man. you got to beat out that sort of... Uh, idealism because we we do see that perfectionist all all around us and usually the mind's always going to wish that it was better but the 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 truth is that you just got to get it out there because if you don't um you won't know how valuable it is and um i'd love to know then what's your best piece of overall business advice hmm well, I mean, it's tough to narrow it down to one, but uh, one that always stuck with me was uh, something that a fellow Canadian said, uh, Robin Sharma, I'm sure some people have read his books and seen his talks, and in one of his books, he has an acronym, KMF, which stands for Keep Moving Forward, and uh, I've often thought of, I haven't done it yet, I get a KMF tattoo somewhere on my body. It's that important. <laughs> maybe maybe if I have a drunken weekend down in Vegas or something, I'll come home with KMF tattooed on my face or something. Um, but I think that that's huge for entrepreneurs because you are going to get knocked down. It's not a question of if. Uh, it's a question of when. And you have to be able to get back up and keep moving. And I know it sounds very cliche. Uh, to say that stuff, but it's true. If you go into business thinking you're never going to have any sort of pitfalls and life's always going to be perfect and you'll never be tested, you you got a rude awakening coming up. And that's not being a, a pessimist. That's just being a realist. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, um, I know exactly what kind of voice you have and you are no bs and that's why i love you it's just, it's just like when i meet you i'm like man this guy is just um he's giving it all he's not trying to put on his facade or anything like that that's well i, I we, yeah and i turned 40 back in june so it must be something with oh. once you get to this age um you, you care less what people think <laughs> so i actually my mentor told me that uh, many years ago he said the older that you get you get the less you you care about what other people think and you that's another thing you got to beat out of yourself if you're um in business and you're worrying about what other people are thinking about negative feedback and criticism get rid of that because that's going to slow you down 
<laughs> yeah, I'm get a huge smile on my face because it's almost like you read my mind. My next question for you is going to be, um, what would you give advice to your 20-year-old self? <laughs> I think we kind of know it, but uh, I would love for you to, to kind of get a risk off that. Well, it's funny because I, uh, in my past life, right out of university when I was 21, I started in real estate, and I did that for about a decade uh, and had a lot of success and, until everything came collapsing down after about 10 years. But what I would tell 20-year-old Mark is buckle up because <laughs> it's going to get a little bit bumpy at times. You, you'll make it, and you'll be better for it. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But uh, it was an interesting experience going through. I've gone through not one but two business closures, and um, it's kind of a rite of passage for entrepreneurs. I don't wish it upon any entrepreneurs, but I've le I learned more in those uh, difficult times with those business closures than I probably did in the 10 years of success before it happened. So you take the lessons from it. But I, I would tell 20-year-old Mark to buckle up. Man, that is... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you should not on my face right now because, you know, it's like that person that's been through a marathon. They know what sort of exhaustion and pain goes yeah. through it. And they like, puke, oh. puke my guts out on the side of the road and my toes bleeding and I'm dehydrated, but I'm still going. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so I would love to kind of pick your brain on this. What's a quote, man, that you see all over Facebook or social medias and you read it and you kind of hate it because it's just not true at all. Um, <clears throat> oh boys, there's so many, there's so many of these, um, lovey dovey motivational quotes that make it sound like the universe is, has your back at all times and you just have to sit home and shoot positive vibrations out of your behind and you're all good. Uh, so I'm sure that would be one of them. But uh, I, when I see um, people saying something that that's along the lines of you can do anything that you want, then, I mean, that's a great sentiment, but it's not true. So, for example, um, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm an old guy now. I just turned 40. I'm uh, about five foot nine. Although, although he looks like Harrison Ford. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm about five foot nine, and um, I, I don't know if I can jump terribly high. So if all of a sudden I woke up this morning and said, "You know what? I really want to make it into the NBA. Um, that's my dream, and I believe I can do it with all my heart, and I'm going to go for it." The chances of me making it into the NBA are, aren't looking very good. So. That quote, while it's um, got the right intention and it motivates people, no, it's not true. It's the same way if there's a 400-pound huge guy that wants to suddenly become a jockey and race horses. Um, it's not going to work, right? <laughs> so you have to put an asterisk on, on any variation of that quote that you can do anything that you put your, your heart or mind to. And it hurts to say that because one of my favorite quotes is from Napoleon Hill and W. Clement Stone, but it's um, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve. So that is kind of one of those quotes, but there has to be some sort of, um, you have to put an asterisk on that because, like I said, if I was delusional and suddenly said I want to become a professional basketball player, it doesn't matter how much I believe it or how much in my heart, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, man. And I think context is everything or data. Like, if you write down the data of, you know, what your, you know, what your height is, what your skills are, 
as an athlete or if you're trying to make a business like what's what's your skills as a person that uh is a, a writer what's your skills as yeah. a communicator what's your skills as a a teacher and if you look at that and you go okay the data is on the paper i'm good at communicating i'm not so good at writing though uh, so I'm really good with, with talking to people and, and knowing that and knowing that, oh, I'm probably not going to become a Nobel Prize winner yeah. for, for writing. Um, it kind of saves you instead of trying to go a thousand ways and trying to chase two rabbits at once. Yeah. And go and focus at one. Or thing, right? if, you, if you absolutely hate people, you loathe them with a passion and you want to punch everybody in the face that you see. Coaching probably isn't a good thing to go to, right? In, <laughs> you have to deal with people. So there's another example there, like go into something else. Um, so I don't mean to, to uh, crap on motivational quotes like that because um, I like big thinkers and I like people think outside the box. I think you have to play to your strengths. You have to know what you're good at. What you're passionate about, that's another thing that's cliche, follow your passion. But if you're passionate about something, it's not going to feel like work. You're not going to feel bad if you're staying in on a Saturday night while your friends are going out because it's not going to feel like work. And that's why it's so important to choose something that you're actually passionate about. You'll have the motivation to carry on through the stumbles and the pitfalls and everything else because you just absolutely love what you're doing. So, Yeah, yeah, that's a good indicator that you know you're you're invested when you stay in on a Saturday night and you know other people are going out having drinks and um, you could be having fun doing that. But Yeah, well, I heard a story about Eddie Van Halen, um, of course, one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Uh, when he was a teenager, his older brother would keep trying to get him to come out with their group of friends on a Friday night. And Eddie wouldn't go out. He'd be sitting on the bed practicing his guitar. And hours later, when his brother arrived back home, Eddie was still in the exact same spot in the bed playing guitar. And look what happened with him. I mean, it, obviously the results show. I, he probably didn't even use a washroom in those hours that his brother was gone because he was just so obsessed with becoming better with the guitar. And for him, he would rather stay in on a Friday or Saturday night and do what he loves doing as opposed to going out, getting drunk, chasing women, or doing whatever, for him, guitar was that passion. Dude, I've never heard that story. That's awesome. Um, mm. That's that's uh, the definition of passion, and it, and I think it's um, it's very admirable to to know that. But I want to go into real life things um, because we hear about those stories about you know Eddie Van Halen, or we hear stories about Disney and his entire. Uh, consuming mind of, of having this idea in his head and making it a dream. What is something right now that it, Mark is like struggling with? What am I struggling with? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, one of the constant challenges I've had is uh, I'm an admitted workaholic uh, from my whole adult life, uh, right starting at 21 in business. Uh, which can be good when you're motivated and you're obsessed with something. The flip side of it is you can almost go a little too far. That's the dark side of the Eddie Van Halen example. If you're, uh, if you're not able to relax and, and, uh, do other things with life. So what I mean by that is, uh, for me, you know, most people, uh, the average person that's, uh, let's say they're laying around watching, binge, uh, watching Netflix, whichever the latest series, uh, 
maybe the season Breaking Bad or whatever, Grey's Anatomy, whatever people are watching, and they have to be pushed to get up and, and do the work and get to work. I'm the opposite, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like this, where I have to be pulled away from the laptop and forced to sit down on the couch to watch Netflix. Because if I'm sitting down watching Breaking Bad or whatever, I'm thinking, oh, gee, I should have my laptop out and getting some work done so I can multitask. Instead of sitting back and enjoying a really good show and enjoying the art of that and something that makes you think is something that you enjoy watching. So for me, that's my struggle is um, pulling the stick out of my behind and relaxing instead of just work, work, work all the time. And I am getting better at it uh, compared to where I was a few years ago, but I still have a ways to go with that. Dude, thanks so much for saying that. Um, uh, I know for a fact I'm like that too. And I, and I know there's a lot of people out there like that. And, and I want to say that there's phases in life and maybe you agree with me. There's phases in life where you just are like that. And then there's phases in your life where you're just the complete opposite, where you just don't have very much motivation and you're eating and stuff. And it's kind of like that, um, you know, you kind of have to have dark to have lightness or you got to have some, some, uh, some some weight to shed in order to go on a journey to to have a great body you know what i mean mm. yeah well i have like a body of a god here so um <laughs> <laughs> it's worth i love it I'm kidding. i love it um i am getting better at the gym there's an example though but i tricked myself into getting into really good gym habit and i've been uh, going consistently for months and i've taken off weight and i'm feeling good but the way i tricked myself is i have an audible uh subscription in the audible app on my phone so i'm listening to audiobooks and podcasts while i'm at the gym so in my mind that workaholic brain i'm able to say well hey you're also growing with personal development uh mentally not just physically at the gym so you you can feel really good about going to the gym mark because you're also listening to good stuff while you're working out <laughs> so whatever works it gets, it gets me to the gym religiously so hey i'm happy dude no you just hit a huge hack that i love is and i want to go um, into it just a little bit and then go into shorter sort of rapid fire answers where uh, the one thing that I know for a fact works and Gretchen Rubin's talked about it in uh, My Happiness Project is when you pair something that you seemingly don't like that much maybe it's working out but something that you love like audiobooks or podcasts or maybe some music and you put those things together it can get you to do things that you don't usually want to do like for me actually uh I really, really love to, uh, like, I love, I love, love, love working out. <laughs> um, but a way for me to, to eat and to, to re-energize myself, something that I really don't like doing, it's really weird and odd to think about that, someone that doesn't like to eat a lot. Oh. I just don't like that. I, I, do, I get tired when I eat a lot and just Yeah, it feels like a waste planet. of time. Yeah, sometimes I think I, I wish I didn't have to sleep or eat or whatever, which, yeah, sounds crazy. Actually, here's another hack which works really well on this vein is uh, listening to your audiobooks and your podcasts at 2x speed, which sounds yeah. crazy at first. A client of mine told me about that, and I started, I tried it, and it sounded like uh, the authors were chipmunks. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to like this because I don't want to listen if I'm not, it's not sinking in. 
after a little bit of getting used to it, I can't go back to 1x speed. I have to listen at 2x. If it's a really fast uh, podcast host or narrator for an audiobook, I may go at 1.5 or 1.75 or whatever, but I have to go at 2x speed. So you got these huge books that are 16, 20 hours that you're listening to in 8 hours or 10 hours. I just finished listening to a book today that's uh, six and a half hours, but really I'm only listening to a little over three hours because of the two x speed so i'm able to consume a lot more and my brain keeps it your brain will catch up it, it will get used to it uh, believe it or not so i recommend giving it a try go at one x or two ideally two x speed i some people even go faster two x is where i'm comfortable dude that is awesome man i do that exact same thing with podcasts just one and a half audiobooks too so true um, hey, we're running down on time. I want to just ask you three more questions that are super, like, fast, not too deep. And then uh, we'll round it out because I think sure. you've had some incredible advice or incredible little things to get people to do a number of things. I think we gave a great blueprint just to kind of operate in, in a business and give a great blueprint of kind of how to, how to have the right mindset for when you are taking on these challenges in your life. So thank you for that. I want to acknowledge you for that. Um, you're incredibly transparent and that's just what I really appreciate is someone that's not fake but shows up as themselves all the time so uh, anyways I'll go into these rapid fire questions um, cool. the first question is uh, what's your favorite book Mark now that you're listening to audiobooks uh, well, I'm very disappointed that there's no audiobook version, at least I'm aware of an audible but my favorite book's Thick Face Black Heart by Chin Ning Cho and that's a book I go back to a couple times a year, and, and I always pull something new from it. So Thick Face, Black Heart, I've been patiently waiting for the estate of the author to get that book on Audible. If they're listening to this, please, please, I'll, heck, I'll read the book. If they need someone to narrate it, I will read it, but I wish it was on Audible. And I've actually considered recording myself reading that book just so I could listen to it. So that shows how much I think of the book. Well, dude, I've got to check out that book called, what's called Thick Face called, Black It's Heart. called Thick Face Black Heart, and the author is Chin Ning Chu. Nice. I'll check it out. Cool. Um, in your opinion, Mark, what's the key to happiness? Uh, well, I actually, um, one of the closest definitions I found, it was a quote by Bob Dylan where he said, um, I'm going to butcher it here. I'm paraphrasing, but he said uh, something. He, he was talking about success, but I think it can also be used for happiness, where he said a man is successful if he can get up in the morning and go to bed at night and in between do, do what he wants to do. And I think that happiness can be the same way there as well. If you're doing what you enjoy doing all day long, I don't think you can beat that. Uh, unless you're, if your idea of having fun is... Um, you know, um, it being in your basement, um, you know, like getting high all day and uh, watching cartoons and stuff like that, I would probably recommend doing something that serves a greater good. But, hey, if it makes you happy, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I guess I'll round it out as uh, is I know people can find more of you at naturalborncoaches.com. Uh, if you want to send them one more place, where can they go? Uh, well, right now as we're recording this, I'm in the process of launching a new online program that's all around daily emails because I'm a huge fan of sending daily emails to my list and I think more entrepreneurs should be doing it. So it's, it's at dailyemailsystem.com, dailyemailsystem.com. 
Sweet! Dude, awesome. I'll throw that in the show notes. Easy, easy peasy, just a tap of the screen, because who really uses desktop anymore? Um, I mean, then again, if you use a desktop, I, I don't think you're... Uh, you're a Luddite or anything, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but I do want to ask, just to leave the question, just any listener right now, it's kind of like they're listening to this and they're like, oh, cool. And some people do use this, actually, believe it or not, Mark, it's just entertainment instead of actual, like, uh, changing their day around because that's my absolute fear is that they just use this as, like, a spiritual um, sort of, like, oh, sweet, this gave me some motivation, but and then they don't really do anything with it. What's one question that you would like someone to record themselves actually answering into their phone so when they're lost, they can feel like, hey, at least I'm on this mission, or you know, at least I'm hmm. I'm doing what I was meant to do. What's that one question, inquisitive question? Well, yeah, a question that people um, don't ask themselves nearly enough is, what do I want? So they get get busy doing all this stuff, but they haven't actually decided what their goal is overall. And I think you have to go the other way, where you decide what you want, then you work backwards. Um, it's a lot easier if you can if you can answer the question first before you get running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So I would recommend asking, hey, what do I actually want in life? And then take some time. Here's a final point, which I this something's helped me is as entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs, and as humans, we're so busy, we've got screens in front of us all the time, we're not taking any time to actually stop and think. And there were, I've been reading up on different U.S. presidents, but two different presidents who benefited from thinking time, it was Abraham Lincoln and um, Theodore Roosevelt, who were both extremely busy. Lincoln had to deal with the Civil War. Roosevelt was dealing with a horrible coal miners strike and everything else. And in both cases, they got away from the White House to go to another area, uh, another location where they could, they weren't going to be bothered every half a second by somebody needing something. And that came up with the Emancipation Proclamation and everything because he had thinking room. So you could argue that it freed the slaves and then it helped uh, Theodore Roosevelt as well. So we need to do that here in 2018, 2019, where we step away from our computers and we actually put pen to paper or we sit and we just think and give ourselves room to think and, and we'd be surprised what we come up with. Dude, ah, we could not end it any better than that. Please, uh, please just take some time, like 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be long because I know that short sprints are so much easier to adopt than telling someone to go run a marathon. So take like five minutes, even that, just set a timer, hit record, and ask yourself, what do you want? And I promise you, that advice from Mark will change your day. Um, if you do that three times a day or every day, like there's no way you cannot be winning. So thank you so much, Mark, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Again, please hit that subscribe if you're listening to this so you don't miss another episode. And, um, Mark, I know we'll stay connected, and I'll see you on the other side of the land. Thanks for having me on, Logan. 100%. Wow. You made it to the very end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with your host, 
Logan Tyler Nelson. To make it to the end? Gosh, that doesn't happen very much nowadays. I mean, especially with the constant distraction. So, I appreciate all of the efforts that you just took out of your day to make it to the end. And if you hit that subscribe button and leave a review, you would have no idea what that would mean to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to hit that subscribe button. And if you leave a review, check it out. Just screenshot it, send it to me, and I'd love to host your review out on the show. But don't ever forget, like I say, you matter and you're enough. Love is the main reason for how all this happened. Love for all my fans, love for all the shows. Got love for all my memories, no matter where I go. Even if I'm out to nothing, I know there's always something. It's not a fitness test, but it'll always.